Hey, you looking for some fetish fashion? Look in DF3's hole. Fancy's Fetish Factory has more than 600 kinky designs on clothing, household items, and even diaper stickers. From ABDLs to pups to even cucks, Fancy has a design for everyone. And the best part? He usually has a sale going on. From Fancy's hole to your closet, DF3 has style that is anything but vanilla. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies Noka Podcast, where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pants. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsies Nook, oh my god, did I just wake up soaked? Am I a bedwetter? This week in Newsies News, have you heard of Blue Sky? It's a new social media app conceptualized by former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey. In fact, Dorsey was working on Blue Sky while he was still at Twitter, before the social media company was bought by Elon Musk and rebranded as X. AB Universe recently announced they have created an account. Currently, if you want to join, you need to be invited. This week in Newsies Nook, if you woke up with wet sheets as a kid, you probably felt embarrassed. If you're an ABDL and you woke up in wet sheets or a soaked diaper, you probably have achieved bedwetting. This week, I hung out with my friend Middlebro to talk about his bedwetting journey, his thoughts on chastity, and then we flex our diaper gym bro muscles. Well, thank you, Middlebro, for coming to Newsies Nook. Oh, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's really exciting to be on your podcast. I'm excited to have you. I know we've known each other for, for a couple years now. Uh, one journey that I've loved following of yours on, on what used to be called Twitter, now called X, is your bedwetting journey. I feel like bedwetting is something for a lot of ABDLs. They're like, yeah, I want to like, regress. I want to be able to like go back to, be, to being a bedwetter. What has that journey been like for you, being a bedwetter? um it's definitely been a journey um you know like i think we all have that fantasy of like going 24 7 and you know experiencing light incontinence and you had a great interview with river a few episodes ago about what 24 7 meant um but that's not always practical for everybody and i found that bedwetting could sort of be a good middle ground where it still has that level of uh you know, slight humiliation to it. You're too old to be doing it, but it's a little bit more manageable. Um, and it kind of started for me when uh, I got too drunk one night and then woke up wet. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I can do this all the time. <laughs> um, so it started out as like literally an accident. You were like, wait, I'm inspired. I need to do this again. Yes. Yeah, Exactly. Um, and it's a very different, very different mindset than when you're, uh, awake and aware that you're wetting yourself, you know, it's sort of, you wake up and have no recollection of it happening, you know, and you swear, you know, someone else came in and must've done this to me, you know, I, I didn't do this, but, uh, 
yeah, there's been ups and downs and it's been a bit of a struggle as well. So it's not necessarily a super easy journey for anyone to just kind of jump in and take. Right. Let's go into that for a second, because I'm guessing you can't just like get blacked out drunk every single night to recreate this fantasy. What have you taken to kind of both keep yourself healthy and not get drunk every night and still have the fantasy of bedwetting? What steps yeah. have you taken? Yeah, it's uh, it's hard because uh, it takes, you know, from what I've read and from what I've talked to other people, like if you were a bedwetter as a kid, it's much easier to regress back to it over time. Mm. Um, I never had issues once I was potty trained. So it's automatically more difficult for me um, to try to do that. There was a period of time where I was working night shift and just crazy hours. And there was a certain level, just an extra level of exhaustion mm -hmm. uh, that I haven't experienced before or since. Ended up having to take some sleep medications just so I could sleep through the day. And that would knock me out. And then if I was just relaxed enough and in the right mindset, you know, over, oh gosh, I don't know. It took like six to eight months before it actually started. Wow. Um where I could occasionally wake up wet and not remember it. People that I've talked to that have done this or have accomplished it, it can take, you know, years. You know, it's not something that happens over the course of a few months. What would you say has worked out the best, right? Because I know you've talked on on social media how like, yeah, this, mm -hmm. the sleeping pills have worked. I don't know if I would recommend that for everyone. If, if someone no. came up to you, if someone like looked on your socials and you're like, and they were like, oh, he's like an expert on bedwetting or like he's done the research. Uh, yeah. what, what would you recommend? What do you tell other people who come to you and say, hey, I want to try out bedwetting? What has worked? Uh, I think consistency is key. You got to dedicate to the lifestyle. So every night, even when you're tired and you don't want to pad up, you got to pad up. Uh, naps, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to take a nice little 20 minute you know, snooze on the couch. Nope. You got to pad up, um, you know, and kind of reiterate that, um, you know, into your, your psyche, uh, that, you know, you're a bedwetter, so you have to pad up. Um, the other thing too, is you have to trust your diaper. If you're anxious or you're worried about leaking on the bed, it's not going to work. You know, you need to be relaxed. Um, and just like, trust the diaper you know it's there to do its job so before our interview you were kind of telling me for your bed wedding that you kind of have a mantra can you can you tell me what that mantra is <laughs> yeah um it, it's not really like a monk chant that i say before bed it kind of changes every night but it's just a reaffirming or like reinforcing in my head like okay i'm wearing the bed you have to wear the bed you're a bedwetter you don't want your sheets wet like you know this is this is what you want you know this is what you are you are a bedwetter you have to wear diapers and it's something like that that i think about um as i kind of drift off to sleep uh, um which kind of hopefully helps subconsciously put me in the headspace to be able to eventually get to actually being a bedwetter because now um i would say if i'm super super exhausted um or i'm drunk i wouldn't 100 percent trust myself now um mm, 
Okay. Other nights, other nights, I you know, other nights I could sleep without one, but I've been sleeping for padded for so long that it actually feels feels off, feels weird not to be padded when I go to bed now. That must be a wild feeling. I don't even know what that would feel like. It's it's like something's missing. You know how like um, I don't know if you wear like a watch every day, but like if you forget to wear your watch and you feel naked. It's a very similar feeling to that. Like it's just you just feel like a little off. I get that. I, my watch recently broke, and so I've been without a watch for for two weeks. Actually, I don't know how you knew that, but I've been out without a watch for two weeks, and I do feel <laughs> naked. No, I like your little mantra because it's almost like you know. I feel like a lot of people say like, "Oh, I can't do I can't do ABDL uh, properly because I don't have a big." or I don't have a daddy, or I don't have a big bro, where your mantra is almost like, you don't really need one, you're kind of forcing it upon yourself, right? Like you're telling yourself like, mm-hmm. no, I am a bedwetter, I need diapers. Um, if I don't wear them, I'm gonna wet the bed, right? It's almost like it's almost like internally humiliating yourself or like internally uh, hyping yourself up to be the mm-hmm. diaper, diaper wearing bedwetter that you know you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I was saying, it takes consistency. You have to wear, you know, every night to bed, to every nap. And, you know, there's times where I don't want to wear and I just power through and force myself to put one on and go to bed. And just out of pure curiosity, do you have a mantra for when you're locked? Do you tell, do you tell yourself, I'm a locked boy, I need chastity, I can only make cummies in my diaper? Do you have a mantra for that too? Uh, I don't, but that's a good idea. I should, I should make one for that. No, you're like, you're like one of the most uh, consistent people I know that, that are, that are locked. I feel like you would have a mantra for that. How do you, how do you stay locked so long too? I just out of pure curiosity, if we're going to open this door, cause I feel like you're (laughs) locked all the time. Um, I'm working on being locked all the time. Uh, my, anatomy is not the best for the um for how some of the rings fit so i've just been trying to build up my tolerance um i do post a lot of locked pictures though um but there is a whole different level of subbiness i'll say when i'm padded and locked um and if we're getting into this too um if someone else uses my diaper as the urinal especially if they piss on my cage into my diaper uh-huh oh super subby yeah super super subby hardcore straining yeah yeah that's a, a fantastic feeling can i ask really quick how what's your streak for being locked just really quick just out of pure curiosity Ooh, it's not a very good streak no uh no it's not i um we could take we could take uh uh rivers beliefs on 24 seven kind of like that um i I can't wear to work uh, um and wearing wearing to bed is something that takes getting used to and just because of the nature of my job i have to get a good night's sleep before uh before i go to work so i can't i can't risk it so i wear as much as i can and as much as my anatomy will allow me to but probably like 55 hours um is my best lock I'm building up my tolerance to do Locktober with my alpha this year. 
Um, so actually I'm locked right now talking to you. <gasps> wow. How long have you, is, how, where did you get locked up? How long have we had this? Uh, uh, he lets me unlock when I go to sleep. So about eight in the morning, I put it back on and oh. sent him, sent him a picture to show it. So yeah, I'll get cage checks and stuff. Can I ask the horny question of when the last time you got off? Uh, yeah, he controls that too, even when I'm not locked. Um, <gasps> really? And I know yeah. who your alpha is too, so this makes it extra hot. <laughs> uh, let's see. I was just in market days for Chicago, so it's it's been, I think, Sunday. More recently. Oh, last Sunday. Oh, you're crazy horny then. Oh yeah. That's hot. I love that I know all this. <laughs> what about, because I'm guessing, do you have to like drink a gallon of water before you go to bed too? Does that help at all? Uh, Kind of, but not like a whole gallon because otherwise you're going to be waking up throughout the night. So I drink like a glass of water, maybe like a, a pint glass of water before bed. Uh-huh. Um. And that's enough to like at least wake me up once to have to go. Um, and the uh, the progression isn't linear. So it's not like you wake up once and you didn't realize that you went in the middle of the night. You're, you know, a bedwetter seven days a week. Uh, progress goes back and forth. It's very nonlinear. Um, drinking the water helps. Uh, the hardest part, too, is probably training yourself to be able to lay down to pee. Mm, yeah, I know that's hard for a lot of people. Yeah, there's a couple tricks. Um, when it was when I was really starting out, I'd kind of have to like hop out of bed, stand up, start the stream, and then lay back down in the bed and let the stream keep going. Uh-huh. Um, the other way now is sort of like, just lift your butt up a little bit to put take the pressure off your bladder, start the stream, and then you can lay back down. And um, that's probably my method more now when I wake up in the middle of the night to do it. And then sometimes I I know I wake up, but I sometimes I don't remember that I wake up, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's that lucid dreaming almost. Like you're like kind of conscious, not real conscious. Exactly, yeah. So let's go into, you know – Great. You're training yourself to be a bedwetter. Does that affect your daytime bladder at all? Or do you just wear 24-7? I don't wear 24-7. I kind of end up wearing however much I feel like whenever I'm in the mood. Um, Sometimes it's more often than not. But it doesn't really affect my daytime. Um, I heard for some people it can. You know, for some people it hasn't. Um, You know, it's kind of entering bro science territory (laughs) since there isn't really any any hard data on this no you're not like oppenheimer doing like records and like (laughs) and like the ultimate goal is like okay i figured out the perfect formula for bedwetting i mean i'm trying if i figure it out i'll let you know i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure if you figured out the perfect formula for bedwetting abdl's everywhere would like just throw money at you be like tell us more Uh, let's go into, you know, another interesting thing that I, that you've explored and you've mentioned on your social media accounts 
is how, and we've talked about this too, is how like, yes, you have multiple kinks. And a lot of people on this podcast have, have said like, oh yeah, kinks overlap. Yes, kinks are like accessories. They can be mixed, mixed and matched and they all go together. But you've brought up an interesting argument that you have interesting kinks, but you sometimes don't like them to overlap. I think it's sort of mostly just how I'm wired. Um, I started off with my ABDL account and then that just got straight. That was my main kink uh, that I kind of kept in a neat little corner packed away mm -hmm. uh, until probably a year ago when I started meeting more people and going to cap and, you know, the confidence really came out to really start posting. And, you know, that's, that's my ABDL account. Um, you know, my, my little corner on the social medias. Right. Um, and then after that, I started exploring pop play and BDSM and Dom and sub. And um, some of it does overlap. Um, but for me, for the most part, it doesn't like when I'm, when I'm a pop, um, I'm, I'm not a padded pop. Um, I just haven't had the urge to be padded and pop out at the same time. Uh, so with ABDL being so niche, I wanted to have a separate corner for, you know, pop and chastity and whatever other kinks I happen to stumble upon that I get into. I get the social media aspect, right? Cause, cause I know if I know not all pups enjoy the diapers and seeing them. So I, I kind of see the allure of having different accounts for that reason. But do you think it's also, you just enjoy these kinks so drastically differently that, that the idea of being a padded pup, you're just like, no, that's just so foreign to me. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, I mean, it would be kind of a foreign feeling. Um, I can be turned on to like all my kinks at once, but then only, indulge in them typically like one at a time um i think the biggest maybe the only one that actually overlaps is chastity or in a little bit of like dom sub because there's definitely that in you know pup play and then there's that in uh abdl as well mm -hmm. um but there just hasn't you know you get those urges like i'm in the mood for you know to be little i'm in the mood to just be a dl i'm in the mood to pup like nothing's really kind of overlapped for me at the same time. Another thing I've always admired about you is you've, to me, middles and like DLs, yes, they exist, but they're not as, they're not as uh, flashy or as I would uh, say forward on their socials. I don't know a whole lot of middles on, on social media and you may, and you, you feel I, to me. I feel like your middle persona is so confident. How did you start finding out that you were a middle? How did you start identifying that you oh, knew wow. that you were a middle? Oh wow! Thank you. Um, I was. I remember. Well, you might remember back in the day when it was A B D A B slash D L, and everyone stayed in their corners. Yes, you um, would put you, the you would put the brackets around which went which side you. Uh, which side you you stood on, so to speak? Yeah, 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 exactly. And this is before like there were a lot of prints because I know DLs now who like the prints that are cute, but they're not AB. Uh -huh. um, everybody was super separate for like a long time, and I just never AB, just never 
was um I was never interested in it at the time. I seemed very foreign. Um and just I liked the realism of like being this, you know, young young guy who needs diapers, right? I found that more embarrassing than being forced to wear a onesie. Mm-hmm. Um and so like pun intended there was no middle space between the two of them um and i was at a diaper active and i was talking to these boys from chicago i mean i'm from uh, san diego and one of them was about my age and a daddy and he had a little and his little walked up in the middle of our conversation and the daddy just didn't break eye contact with me continued the conversation like so nonchalantly and then just like popped the pacifier into his little's mouth and that just like flipped a switch for me mm-hmm. and i was like that was hot i don't know why i need to think about this but that was really hot and in their group they had some other friends that um were middles too and that's how i found out that middles even existed because there isn't really a lot out there right about yeah. middle space mm-hmm. and it was very much like talking to him it was you know i'm a geek And it's sort of just like what I do every day too, like sit, you know, like watch movies and watch cartoons and play video games. And I was like, oh, this is like much more my speed that I can get to on my get into on my own. Um, You know, like you're old enough to be independent, uh, but still not old enough. Like you still have to be told what to do sometimes, and definitely too old to be wearing diapers. Uh, So it all kind of like clicked for me there that's like okay like this this is where i can find myself you know on the spectrum between a b and dl i love that you brought up that it was that there wasn't a whole lot of space between a b's and dl's and that it was hard to figure out because for me i'm kind of going on that journey too of like am i a b am i dl am i a middle if in your own words if someone asked you how would you describe middles? What would what do you tell them? You know, middle is that, you know, again, like that middle space where you're you're old enough to like make your own sandwich, but still, you know, sometimes get into trouble and told what to do and definitely too old to be wearing diapers, but playing video games and having sleepovers and eating pizza, like, you know, like the fun independent stuff as a kid versus, you know, Versus like bottles and bibs and onesies. Would you say that there, even within middle space, there is a there's a level of regression? Oh yeah, oh totally, there is. Um, it kind of just brings me back to like you know when I was a kid around that age where it was just like like summer, you know, especially when you have a couple friends over and you're playing video games or hanging out. Um, uh, there's definitely regression, and even I'll I'll tell you this: even as a middle, I do like a pacifier. I will say that for the humiliation of it, or for the comfort of it, uh, a little bit for the comfort, and a little bit for the regression too. Like it it puts me a little bit into uh, a regressed space, um, and then I know every, everyone sort of has their triggers too. Um, weed can help me as well, kind of pop into that that middle space. Mm-hmm. Is it hard to find other middles? Would you say it's hard to find other middles? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know too many. Um, 
I feel like middle space is very much more casual to come in and out of. Um, I think with little space as a B, um, it has so much more of a dom sub aspect to it that you almost need someone to bring you into it. And then a middle, it's much easier, you know, for you or for someone to do individually by themselves. Um, and I would imagine too, that, you know, if someone's not in the mood or in the, you know, if someone's AB and not in the mood to go, you know, full AB, you know, like a middle space is a nice, you know, halfway area for them to, you know, get what they want. I've always joked with myself that when I'm in my middle space, I'm almost feel like I'm just a lazy ABDL and the, <laughs> and the fact that like, I'm too, I'm too lazy to put a, to put a onesie on, but I'm also like feeling myself enough not to just have a diaper on, right? Like, I don't know mm -hmm. when people try to ask me like, how do you describe middle space? I'm always like, I don't know. It's kind of like, you take a little bit of AB and a little bit of DL and you kind of mix them together. And and that's like, that's the only way I've been able to describe it to other people. And it also seems very personal too, right? Like there's different ways to be AB. There's different ways to be DL. And I, and I would almost give the argument that there's different ways to be a middle, right? Even, even within middle, middle space, I feel like there's a, there's a spectrum. Oh yeah. And then, and you know, for like, my middle space too, since I'm a geek, I have, I have X-Men t-shirts and Ninja Turtle t-shirts and stuff. And so like when I'm in a middle mood, I'll, you know, definitely throw one of those on, you know, versus, you know, a plain tee or a onesie um, that just kind of adds to it too. Oh, I like that. See, I need to get more graphic t-shirts. See, I grew up and I threw away all my graphic t-shirts out. <laughs> And now I'm just too lazy to go buy more. Oh. Do you, did you act, have you actually bought like graphic t-shirts just to get into the space? Uh, I have, I actually, I have a couple of Pokemon and Bulbasaur shirts now, uh, that are strictly just for middle space. I like that. See, I, there's only one like old school star Wars shirt that I have that like, sometimes I'll put on to like just wear a diaper and do chores around the house. And that's like, that's like a good enough like area for me. Yeah, no, um, actually Target has really good, like nerdy graphic shirts. The problem with Target is you walk into Target and you usually walk out with like $50 worth of other things that you never intended to buy. Well, that's true too, yes. <laughs> if someone If someone came up to you and said, hey, I like your stuff, I think I might be a middle or I want to explore my middle space. Uh, what advice would you give them uh, to be more middle? It's sort of just, at least for me, it's indulging in the things that I already indulge in, you know, so it's put on a movie that, you know, you know, I've watched over and over and over again as a kid or play video games or going out to the movies. Um, it's really how do I describe it? It's 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 very easy and kind of effortless. Like I would say, less effort than being an AB. Um, you know, invite some friends over, have pizza, have a movie night. Like that's totally middle space. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, right? Like I can imagine what an AB play date looks like, and. 
ideal play date I've always described is like you just put on a diaper, go to a bar and see which one can fill up first. But if someone had to, if you had to describe what a middle play date or a middle hangout looks like in, 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 in your own experience, what is a middle's play date looks like in case someone was like, I don't even know what that would look like. Yeah. Uh, I would say, I mean, obviously a diaper, uh, maybe some shorts, uh-huh. um, that might show off a little bit of a diaper, you know, a subtle diaper bulge, but not too much. Uh-huh. Uh, your favorite, your favorite shirt, um, like t-shirt, graphic shirt, and go see a movie. Like go out to the theater and you know, hang out with your friends and like go see a movie. Grab some food after. Um, I mean, I think that would be a pretty, pretty middle date or middle hangout. Would you almost say because so because I know f- for like hanging out with like ABs, there's. Um... And this is why I feel like I can never get truly into AB because I've, I never developed a baby voice, a baby talk, right? Like sometimes you hang out with ABs and they kind of develop a way of talking that might seem more childish. I don't know. I'm a news person. I never have developed the, the way of speaking that way. Um, is Would you – and for DLs, I feel like DLs don't have changed their – voice at all do you change any way you speak when you're a middle i don't know that it's something that just popped into my head and i'm curious if if you change the way you speak when you're in your middle uh headspace i uh i personally don't um or even even when i'm you know the uh, dl jock space i don't really change my voice either i'm sure some people do um and that's okay but yeah for me it's just i don't know being middle or being jock it's it's very much just I'm just being me. So just add diaper and just be a little more childish. Yeah, exactly. You, you brought up being a jock. And so my final area that I've always admired about you that I would love to talk about is, uh, diaper jocks. I feel like it's something when we first, when I first got on social media and when I first started exploring ABDLs, I didn't see any diaper jocks at all. There were, muscular guys that wore diapers and were like in onesies and stuff. And I was like, I could get into that. That could be hot, but I never really saw diaper jocks. If that makes sense until I started discovering like your profile and others in a few other people's profiles. Would you agree that you, when you started uh, showing off your diaper jock persona, did you find other diaper jocks? Yeah, but I only I feel like I only really found them after I put that persona out there. Um, like you said, there's a couple muscular guys and it, you know, the whole the whole community the social media or online community seems very A B heavy. Um so I kind of just put out there what I wanted to see and then eventually it seemed like it was kind of getting reciprocated and now there's there's more you know, masculine appearing diaper jocks out there. Are you saying you were the catalyst? No, I'm, j- I'm joking. <laughs> no, but that, that's, a, that's a good trait. That, see, that's what I've always said. And that's why I'm slowly, uh, I've, I'm trying to be more confident in, in my diaper himbo, diaper jock uh, hashtags on my sh- social media. Because you bring up an interesting point. If you don't see particularly 
what you want to see and you start putting it out there, it's interesting. Yeah, you start seeing it more. And I don't know if it's an algorithm. I don't know if it's always been there. I don't know if it's just other people see it and then they start posting it. But yet you bring up an interesting point. Yeah, I've I've liked your your diaper bro, diaper him bro uh, explorations that you've been posting. I've been trying. You've been doing good. Um, but yeah, the him, himbos, uh, I would say like a completely different category too. Um, and then I've chatted online with some, some jocks and guys who want to be, you know, diaper cucks. And that's a new category that I never experienced before, uh, being ABDL for like 10 plus years. What is it? Wait, a diaper cuck? I mean, I know what those are individually, but what what are you seeing? What what does this look like? Is it like just two bros having a play date and someone's in the corner, or what is a diaper cuck? How would you describe? Oh, that? this is new. This is new to you. Well, it's a little new, but yeah, go ahead, describe it in case someone in case it's new for a listener. How would you describe it? Um the the guys that i've experienced uh, or met and chatted with online you know the mask mask bros mm-hmm. uh that want to be diapered 24 7 and controlled when they can go be used as a urinal um locked in chastity and only allowed to come in their diapers um and that's control all that's controlled by you know a a, a big bro or a daddy or a sir or something like that why are you describing my fantasy? And why does it <laughs> also everything that you just described? I feel like checks off your box too. Would you agree? It depends on my mood, but yes. Yeah, because are you are you locked during all the times that you are diapered? Is it safe to assume that if I see a diaper pick of yours, you are locked? No, not always. Not always. Oh, dang it! Not always. Sorry, sorry to burst that fantasy. <laughs> But uh, no, I'll, you know, like we said, I'll, I'll mix the two. It depends, um, uh, especially if my alpha is locking me up and then I decide I want to wear. Well, that's that's a cage and a diaper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, the last piece of advice that I would love to get from you in terms of your diaper jock persona is I've talked to a lot of diaper bros that work out in diapers. I've tried it a couple times. I'm just so hypersensitive when I go to the gym. I know I shouldn't be. I know the whole adage is like no one's paying attention to you. So why, like it shouldn't even matter. But what advice would you give if someone wanted to start wearing a diaper to the gym more? Do you go to the, di- do you go to the gym in, in a diaper? I do sometimes. What advice do you give? I mean, like, how do I, how do I get out of my head? One, how do I get out of my head? And two, how do I do leg day in a diaper? go that's the only day i don't wear no okay see i can't either i can't do leg day in a diaper no no no. definitely any you know upper body days i'll wear uh back days are like 50 50 if i know like i'm gonna be bending over a lot Uh um but like arms and chest i'll wear but yeah leg to get a good leg workout like and cardio leg day is the only day i definitely don't wear um but uh, wearing to the gym, it's so like for me, my where I am in the whole DL spectrum is like the realism is kind of what sells the headspace and the role playing for me. Mm-hmm. So I most mostly just wear like plain white 
diapers and conceive them fairly well, you know, as if, you know, someone who were actually incontinent would in real life. And if someone has a problem with it, you know, or sees it or whatever, you're like, well, you know, it's medical. So, you know, bug off. Um, so there's that, you know, kind of mantra you have in your head of like, you know, just reaffirming and giving yourself confidence again. Like, no, I can wear out. Like, this is a normal thing that people do, you know, all the time, uh, which, you know, people who have bladder issues do. Right. Um, um, you know, I just, you know, I'm not going to wear a mega max with a stuffer out to the gym and start doing squats. No, it'll explode. (laughs) Um, but yeah, and people don't really, you know, like you said, I think we're more hyper aware of people paying attention to our butts than, you know, they actually are. Right. Um, and then you can also, like, people can also always wear something thinner. Um, you know, like, I've kind of changed my habits recently uh, with how I wear, and it's more situational. So depending on where I'm going, what I'm doing, you know, I might wear an M4, you know, versus, you know, an in control or something thicker too. Um, so that's something to take into consideration. Quick question. Do you go already wet and soggy or do you go dry? Uh, depends what I'm wearing and when I go, you know, like, um, you know, if it's, if it's something on the thicker side and I'm just doing an arm day you know, I might still, I might go a little soggy. Otherwise, you know, if I need to change out of it before I leave the house, you know, I'll put something fresh on. Another, another just quick question. Cause I just really want to know, do you change yeah. in the locker room or no, do you like go home and change? I have changed in the locker room before. Uh, but usually it's, um, cause I go to a small gym. Um, and then also you know, big gyms in LA, you run into people all the time, but like when I'm traveling, you know, and I'll get a day pass to a, a, a big gym that I don't know anybody at, you know, like I'll change in the locker room. I I won't be obscene about it, you know, but it's sort of like, all right, I'll take my towel and, you know, like have it over my shoulder and walk to the showers padded and then come back. That's kind of hot. I, I I so want to do that. I've slowly started showing my lock off a little bit in the locker room. Same situation. I only go to I only go to the in town gym, so like of course I see people that I recognize. But like I don't know, I'm starting to flex my like I don't know what you would call it, uh, public publicness about kink uh, in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. I think there's there's a there's a a reasonable um I'm gonna say a reasonable gray area for it uh, without. Um, kind of putting it on people without their consent, if that makes sense. Makes sense to me. For me personally, it's it's sort of the uh, plainly obvious, like large diaper bowls dressed as a little going to the stores and, you know, putting, um, putting that kink on unconsenting people in the public. Uh, something like I said, something like the locker room or like a waistband peeking up, something that might actually happen in real life for me personally is sort of my limit of exposure. The part that's hot about it to me too, besides the the realism that puts me in the headspace for wearing is the contrast of, you know, here's this very active, 
mask muscular or, or, you know, fit guy who, you know, is, you know, can't control his, uh, can't control his bladder and has that loss of control. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, what's the word for it? The, the, the dichotomy of it is right. also very hot. Yeah, no, I would totally agree with that. I, that's why I've always found it kind of hot is that like, you mm-hmm. wouldn't suspect it. And it gets even hotter when I see the posts that are like, I'm this, you know, I work out my muscles every day, but no matter how hard I try, my bladder is just so weak and I need diapers, right? Like there's just something so hot about like the more you deep dive into that contrast to me, I find is really hot. And then me just being a piggy person, I also think it's kind of, I don't know. I always get super (laughs) subby horny. If I go to the gym, usually I can do it in just, I'm really good about working out in a good night. I'm still trying to like teach myself to be comfortable wearing like an actual diaper. Mm -hmm. But I also think there's something really hot about like, just like a, like this guy that like needs diapers and you know, he's working out, you know, he's trying to get, he's trying to like go to failure and he has to like pee halfway through his set. And you know, it's, and he can't hold it and so he like he's pissing himself while while working out to me when i do that just so to me that's like my favorite thing to do when i'm working out is like going in like while i'm doing a set because because i'm like no one knows and Mm -hmm. and it's almost like oh wow like i'm trying to become this big strong guy but like you know i can't hold my bladder exactly yeah the the contrast between it um, is what's super hot because um, you just you're you know you're controlling your weights you're controlling everything else uh, but you can't control your bladder and no matter you know how big and buff you are you're gonna be wearing a diaper and then going back to the piggy point I also think it's like to me kind of hot that like there's this guy that's like he's like wearing his piss. He's like also now wearing his sweat. I don't, to me, there's something kind of like hot about this idea of wearing a diaper and also being really sweaty. I don't know. To me, yeah. I, I like, I like seeing that. Well, going, going on, onto your, your piggy point too. Um, you know, my alpha and some of the pups in my pack are more into water sports than they are in, into diapers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they'll definitely, they'll, they'll use me as a urinal and they find it really hot that, you know, like, all right, like they didn't just piss on me like water sports, but like now I'm wearing their piss. Well, that's like half the fun. I mean, like that was yeah. like half the fun that I heard from, from, from Dory Alley in San Francisco about a month ago. And oh, I can't remember his name, but someone was telling me one diaper boy up there, like he only wet his diaper once, but like everyone else filled up the diaper so much for him. And I was like, God, Mm -hmm. that's so hot. Like, Mm -hmm. we're like, you only really wet it once, but you didn't even fill it up. Everyone else did. To me, I was like, that's a a hot fantasy. I've never had that. I've had other people use my diaper, but never like fill it up for me. Never controlled like that? No. Are you going to Folsom? No, I'm going to Diaper Active though. Okay. But that doesn't help because everyone else is in a diaper. No, everybody, yeah, everybody else, yeah, wants to wet their diaper at Diaper Active, no. 
I don't know. Every year that I go to like Folsom or Dor, I'm always or Dory, I'm always like, oh, I'll stand by the porta potty. But then I'm like, then I get embarrassed. I'm like, oh no, that that's embarrassing. I don't want to ask people to do it. Like I just like my fantasy is I want to be walking around Folsom or or Dory, mm -hmm. and people just see me and automatically know like, oh look it, there's a portable toilet. Come here, boy. So, so last year at Folsom, I I ended up partying too hard with my DL boys and we slept through the festival but um i'm gonna try try to do it this year i have a shirt that i got from um uh, i forget the vendor he's a D abdl vendor on like red bubble and etsy um it's a yellow shirt with black print and it says fill me up and it has an arrow pointing down and so for Folsom, i'll wear you know i'll take some diaper jock vibes and wear that shirt and see see who can fill me up did you get it from diaper fancy's uh fetish yes factory? yes shout yes. out to <laughs> diaper fancy <laughs> no he makes a lot of good shirts oh that's a good he idea does. i know and i want to say uh there was another diaper boy on this podcast who uh who has another like porta pup shirt that he that he wanted that they wanted to wear uh during capcon mm -hmm. i need to get one of these porta pup shirts or or use my diaper shirts because because uh, I feel like I haven't been used enough. I, I need to be yeah. used more. Let's let's get let's get you used. Let's get me used. All right, awesome. Thank you, Middle Bro, for coming to Newsy's Nook, talking about your bedwetting journey, your kinks, your middleness, and teaching me how to be a better diaper jock. Oh, thanks for having me. Is uh, I can't believe uh, a year ago if you told me I'd be on your podcast, I would have told you you were a liar. So <laughs> and thank I you for you. having me. <laughs> it's been awesome having you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, kiddos, before we go, I love hearing about the different aspects of our kink community. If you have a story or perspective you want to talk about, an event mentioned, an audio recap of an event you want to send in, or a kink business looking to advertise on the podcast, feel free to message me on Telegram, Instagram, or X at NewsyBaby. All right, kiddos, I gotta go change. See ya. Bye.